Welcome to the Digital Workflow Dentistry Podcast Series. We help dentists adapt, adopt, and advance in the world of dental technology. For more information about upcoming lectures, webinars, and podcasts, please go to our website, www.digitalworkflowdentist.com, and Instagram at Digital Workflow Dentistry. Good evening, dental internet world. My name is Dr. Vishal Sharma, and I'm once again here alongside my friend and co-podcaster, Dr. Mike Parchewski. Mike, happy new year. It's our first podcast of 2023. And instead of asking you what resolutions you might have in terms of eating less candy and going to bed at a more appropriate time, we're going to switch over to a 2022 recap and just discuss what 2023 has to hold and what is in store for both of us. So first of all, how was your Christmas break? What did you do? And uh, how's the first week back at work been? Well, welcome uh, as well, Vish, and uh, Happy New Year to you. Um, My holiday was good. I found that um, probably I didn't get out as much as I would have liked to backcountry skiing. The, The weather was so-so in the in the skiing area but we did manage to get out a couple times and um, getting out backcountry skiing as you know even a couple times is is very rewarding Um, but that that was pretty much my my Christmas holidays just finally getting a few days off like any dentist during this time of year it's uh, it's very intense everybody's trying to get their last things done before Christmas It, it always amazes me how how fast and how much and how many things we do for Christmas time for, for basically one day. Yeah. It's, it's certainly a, a bottleneck in terms of busyness, especially with uh, insurance um, plans ending at the end of the fiscal year. So busy for me as well. Lackluster from a skiing perspective, but I did set up my 2023 and, and set some goals and, uh, and map out the year. So on that note, uh, why don't we do a recap of 2022? It was an exciting year coming out of the pandemic. I'm not sure if I can say that yet, but at least having a bit more uh, of a normal vibe or normalcy than we're typically accustomed to. I think one of the highlights for me would have been uh, DS World. Of course, we had it in 2021, but it uh, did not have the same level of energy and um, certainly not nearly as much socializing as we had uh, this past year. So that was a highlight for me. I know for yourself, uh, being so heavily ingrained in implants and being a KOL with Prime Taper, the launch of Prime Taper must have been one of the highlights for you. Yeah, so the uh, the Prime implant, um, you know, is really um, sort of one of those pieces of technology that's, uh, you know, has been long in the development. It was, you know, we've heard about it at uh, different conventions and courses that we've been at. Uh, being a KOL, we hear about these things being in the works well before they've they've come out, and the pandemic uh, did nothing to help speed that process up. Mm-hmm. So I could safely say it was uh, it was uh, something that definitely I was looking forward to. Finally, did arrive, and uh, so far we've we've really liked the the results. And the guided kit is coming to Canada, um, I think, in the next month uh, to two months. So pretty excited about uh, that coming to Canada as well so that we can do that fully guided. And what percentage of the implants that you're placing involve the new system, Mike? Uh, I would say, uh, because we still use the Astra mm-hmm. tech system, I would say it's sort of 50-50. Okay. Yeah, it's good to know. 
And another highlight for me would certainly be uh, the DS core. You know, obviously Prime Scan being an integral part of our practice, having those scans now uploaded to the cloud has alleviated a lot of the local network concerns that we were having with storage space. And, you know, with the SureSmile um, courses that we put on and, and Ortho being a big part of our practice, it's so great to now have our hygienists uh, being able to pull up those scans in hygiene visits. You know, we haven't yet got full um, acceptance and buy-in from the hygienists on doing that for every patient, but selectively they certainly are. And that's been a big change for us. What have you thought about DS Core? What are you going to be jumping into? What does 2023 for DS Core hold for you? Yeah, good point. I would say um, another highlight of 2022 was the release of DS Core. Uh, but again, into Canada, things are a little bit Later. slower. So I still think at this stage, DS Core is a cloud-based software storage solution that is allowing us to bring up our scans more easily in multiple rooms or multiple clinics or um, at remote locations. And in the future, the future applications of it are huge. So right now, it's uh, it's just a really nice way to store our data. It, it makes my IT guy happier because we're not having to add more terabytes to our um, to our server. But um, for now, I would I would argue that our utilization of it is just touching the surface, and the applications that are coming forward in the future will be will be pretty pretty cool. Yeah, once we're successfully able to link CBCT and SureSmile platforms and, you know, really fully engage PrimePrint, I think it's got a lot of really interesting uh, applications. You know, on that note, for me, one of the interesting aspects for 2022 was uh, a revamping of the SureSmile Aligner platform and uh, how it's become a much more uh, user-friendly interface, how they've simplified a lot of the workflows uh, the prescription forms, the submission, all of that has been improved. And I think that's going to lead to a more simplistic uh, acclimatization of SureSmile for new users. So I was excited to see that aspect. And that kind of uh, wraps up 2022. Maybe I'll fire a question across to you. Um, on the new update on SureSmile, the, so in the ortho, there's the regular version and then there's the ortho version. In the ortho version, did they update the ortho version or did they update the main, like the regular version? Yeah, so the, the two platforms that they have are the SureSmile Ortho, which has the DIY, the do-it-yourself version, which you and I were discussing prior to uh, hitting uh, record. And then there is the Aligner platform. And Dentsply Serona's uh, resources and their attention is all being put onto the Aligner platform. Okay. So the most recent upgrade and the uh, newest version is all in the Aligner aspect. And, and it seems that the ortho component is not going to be as well supported. Obviously, most of the new users, if not all of them, are uh, onboarding with the Aligner platform. Yeah, so we'll mention to you out there, if you're a SureSmile user or thinking about getting into SureSmile, um, if you've been using SureSmile and you are a bit of a technical geek like myself and you're using the ortho platform, um, switch over to the aligner platform and you might find that you, you get all the benefits of these new bells and whistles. And this was something that was brought to my attention over the last few weeks that, uh, you know, my team's been hearing from another team going, Hey, that we love these SureSmile updates. And my team's looking going, why don't we have these updates? What if we haven't downloaded? 
And there, there is the there, coming from the expert himself. Uh, therein lies the 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 secret sauce. There is that it's the aligner platform that has really been updated to have uh, much more features, but also much more usability and um, much more uh, better user interface. And so that's where you guys should be switching to is getting back to that and only using the ortho side for that if you still want to plug away on a DIY case where you're going to 3D print. Um, but otherwise, it's, you know, for your regular cases, that's the, the aligner software is where the changes are. And so that's something I'll mention to my team is they'll need to switch into the aligner software to get those uh, new updates. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So with the, the two offices that we practice out of or I practice out of, uh, one, we actually switched over into the aligner platform um, and we've been utilizing that for a number of months, but you do lose some of the applications, Mike, for sure. So the other office is the one that is still on the ortho platform. So we, if we have any patients that are DIY cases that maybe need subsequent aligners, we're scanning them and planning them with the uh, ortho software. So if you switch it over, you certainly are going to be limited in some of the applications if you lose the ortho applications. But for sure, with the aligner platform, it's a, a more sleek interface. It's more streamlined. It's better suited to the uh, pure aligner treating dentist, definitely. Okay. So, yeah. Now, can you have both platforms? My understanding is per office, you certainly can, but you can't transfer patients back and forth between the different platforms. So if, you, if, if in one office you had both platforms set up, you could choose which patient put it in, but you can't move the patients between it because they've basically updated them as two separate units. Correct. Yeah, I, I'm fairly certain you would be able to have two uh, platforms per office, but uh, you know, especially if you have multiple dentists. But that would be something you need to discuss with your local uh, local DS rep. For sure. Okay, yeah. uh, that's interesting because I I think for us uh, because you know my associate dentist is so adept at the aligners, she prefers the DIY and and doesn't skip a beat. But I think on my from my team perspective, when we're working up some of my cases, you know, and I typically not unlike yourself, I'm going with more the basic stuff, uh, crowding correction and and uh, ortho relapse. That um, they're like, well, where's all these updates we've seen? And so, you know, for for potentially what we might do is under um, Dr. Krivenchuk, let's put her under the ortho platform, leave it there, and put myself back onto the aligner platform might be the solution for our, our office. Yeah, and I, I think that sounds reasonable because she's got such a, a, a deep and advanced knowledge of ortho. Uh, and so having that deep advanced knowledge of ortho, you really want to uh, specifically plan your case to cater to your skill set. I think for most of the GPs, we're taking on cases that have a lot less complexity and we really want to rely on the benefits of the software and the algorithms to help enable us to get that end result. And for those people, the aligner platform is certainly seems to be the better option. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was sort of the uh, recaps and the, the, uh, the highlights from a tech perspective for me for 2022, uh, 2023, it's going to be a big year for both you and I, um, I'm actually heading down to Scottsdale the day after tomorrow to help out mentoring some courses. And then I'm taking the advanced ortho course. What do you have planned for your, uh, CE agenda for 2023, Mike. So for 2023, um, I'm going to be at the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine annual meeting in May, uh, which will be down in Texas. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And the um, what else do I got going on? I think we're going to do some. We've, we're running an implant residency program in June. 
out in Langley, British Columbia. I am, I've got several, I've got some pro, other implant programs going on locally. We've got some PRP, PRF training mm -hmm. coming up. Um, I do, you know, to be honest, um, through the pandemic, I was taking a lot of training. Um, but since the pandemic has calmed down as it, as it is, uh, I have found that my schedule, lecturing schedule has been pretty full. And so what that has resulted in is a little bit of a lack of time for me to engage more into other programs. Um, but, you know, definitely I'm thinking about the Athens um, implant um, symposium that I, I know you're going to mention, um, but also um, the dental sleep meeting is, is going to be an important one to me. Yeah, good for you. And uh, that'll be exciting. We'll be uh, certainly running a podcast after that one to discuss what some of the new uh, protocols with the uh, AADSM would be. Yeah, so we've got an implant mini residency, which will be a multi-part uh, implants course, really covering everything from treatment planning, diagnosis, case presentation, uh, obviously the surgical and guided components that incorporating CBCT and, and digital impression scanning with that uh, restoration. So the full meal deal on sort of tooth-borne, more simplistic uh, possibly socket-preserved implants. You and I are going to be presenting on digital case presentation at the Pacific Dental Conference in March, which will be fun. It's always a, a fun conference and, and a fun opportunity to present. Great that it's back in person. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and then, yeah, the Implant Solution World Summit um, in June in Athens. I think uh, if we can uh, make that happen with uh, our busy calendars, that would be probably the highlight of the summer for sure. So at the recap for 2024, we'll be saying, man, Athens was a really good time. Um, and then, you know, another component, of course, is all the prime print applications. And I know, uh, you know, it's something that we're both getting into at being a Canadian. Once again, we're a little bit behind the time uh, times with uh, some of the releases and, and some of the resins being, um, you know, not as readily available. But where do you see the prime print applications uh, really being effective for you in your daily practice, Mike? So... Um, as we are, have been beta testing a little bit with the prime print when we're at the academy, um, what I've noticed with the, the 3d printed guides from a, um, you know, surgical implant placement perspective, the, uh, quality of them borders on what you mill. So I really feel like we still occasionally will mill some guides. We've been 3d printing some guides with the 3d printers that we've got. Our prime print, uh, is back ordered. It's on its way. So we're, we're hoping we're hoping for a Christmas present to be the prime print. So now we're 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 hoping for a, a New Year's present. So so I think any any week now it will be available. Um, so one of the benefits of the prime print is that nitrogen uh, injection. So basically, one of the problems with three D printing and and the worry about three D printing is if you're using intraoral or or placing intraoral appliances in patients' mouths is the uncured resin problem. Yeah. And so the nitrogen. Um, will flash cure um, with the cold temperatures, the automatically cure that resin, and then it'll run it through the washing and curing cycle. But um, using that nitrogen um, really makes a big difference to get that inert and get that chemical reaction to complete. And I feel that's a big piece because, to be honest, I've heard some stories of 3D printed night guards having allergic reactions in patients. And it brings us back to the, the old PMMA stuff and people getting reactions and then, you know, um, all these worries about um, night guards and other things that we are, we are making in the past for patients and dentures and all that. Then they've come out with new products and now we're kind of going backwards in a sense. Mm -hmm. Now we're back to 
potentially things that could have um, impacts on patients' health. And so I feel that, um, and that's one of the things why dense blycerone is late coming to the table is that they wanted to make something that is health uh, first and, and health approved and um, can be intraoral. And so that's where the missing piece was, I think was the nitrogen injection. Now, now that that's uh, gonna become available, I feel now it's just a matter of getting those resins approved into Canada um, and we can get working onto things um, in that realm. But I, I still feel that for models, for surgical guides, for aligners or for um, Essex retainers, it's still gonna be very important for that. But I believe now, I did not jump on the night guard train, um, but I believe now the ability of in-lab and the design um, that you'll be able to get with your night guards and the future with DS core and the designing in the, in the DS design platform that will be available. Um, that's going to be huge. Now, we did not jump on the, uh, printed night guard, uh, train either. We demoed a few of them, delivered them to some team members and never found that they were the optimal quality that we were hoping for. So same with you, I, that, uh, nitrogen, infusion eliminating the auction uh, inhibited layer will be really exciting for prime print so i think it certainly is for 2023 probably venturing into 2024 the year of the printer and uh you know i'm sure you've seen i believe it's sprint ray recently has announced that they've got uh ceramic materials that they're going to be able to print so they're just launching this obviously a few of our american colleagues are involved in the beta testing phase for that or, or serving as kols they had a big event last week so Exciting to see what happens with that and, and where uh, Prime Print jumps on board with that as well. Wrap up on that component. Thanks once again, everyone, for listening. Wishing you a happy new year, and we will see you at podcast number 30 coming up. Right on. Thanks, everybody. Uh, remember, like and subscribe. And uh, anybody's looking for us, Digital Dentist on YouTube, at Digital Workflow Dentistry on Instagram, digitalworkflowdentist.com. Uh, anything you need, let us know and we'll be happy to help you out. Thanks guys. Okay. All right. Now well, I'm wondering if we should split that into two parts. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the aspect where I was like, let's discuss PRP, you can probably break that before and then just jump into the, um, uh, AI. Yeah. And then PRP aspect. Yeah, it was good. I don't know why I missed talking about that. <laughs> well, you said something, and, and I was like, ah, we could add that. <laughs>